Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. I thought, I thought they were going to be friends. <laughs> I thought, I thought they'd be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what the WrestleMania match is, Pete. We all knew. We are, we've known what the WrestleMania match is since October. Yeah. But yet, Pete, when Jey Uso hugged Sami <laughs> Zayn, I was like, they got me. Yeah, they did it. I was like, since October, they've worked me beautifully mm-hmm. here. Yep. What's the WrestleMania match going to be? Oh, no, he super kicked nope. him right in his stupid, dumb face. Yep, that's a super kick right there. Yep, that's a super that's, kick. That's it. Right there. God. Well, we're going to talk about this incredible main event angle. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast review of Monday Night Raw here on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. Please do press the thumbs up and press the subscribe button because I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. That is Pete. <laughs> And um, just going to get plug out the way quickly. Yes. Our moderators will be putting this into the uh, the live chat for you. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing a live stream Q&A session from a brand new location on YouTube. <laughs> we're going to be in this studio. We're going to be here. Yeah. Physically, we will be here. Yes. But broadcasting from a different YouTube space because yes. we're going to be launching a brand new... What's that noise? I don't know if I want them to do it now. Know. The ghosts yeah. are going to come and get yeah. us. <laughs> Maybe they're booze. Mm. Because it's about video games. We're doing a video a video game movie channel. Kind of based on the book that I wrote a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm doing some video essays. We're going to be recording them tomorrow in the next couple of days. So we're going to be doing a live, uh, live stream Q&A from that channel. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get ourselves to 1,000 subscribers. Because... That's what YouTube wants us to do. Yeah. YouTube, YouTube, basically, if you're starting a brand new channel, it's just like, get to 1,000 subs and 10,000 hours watch time, mm. and then we can have a conversation about treating you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, cool. So there is a, the link is being uh, posted into the chat now. So please do go over there and subscribe, and we're going to be doing a live stream Q&A tomorrow. I just want to kick things off here, though, mm. uh, with a comment that really caught my eye, Pete. It's from yep. the Pride of London, who says, mm-hmm. yeah, K.O. is my boy, but he's been a real knobhead. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I mean, yeah, but also, no... Okay, I mean, I think we should group all of this together. Yeah. When talking about this, because yeah. this was a uh, a bloodline show in a mm-hmm. way, opened with the bloodline, closed with the bloodline. Yeah, they should. 
As, as absolutely as it should. Yeah. Okay, you know, sit here every Tuesday morning watching the thing at five a.m. Mm-hmm. seething because all the cool stuff happens on SmackDown, not the show I get to review. Yeah, I just get to watch the three-hour pre-show for SmackDown every yeah. week. However, this week was the first Raw in a quite some time. I think this actually felt like we're moving things forward. Mm. This felt like an actual must-watch episode of Raw. Because we're on the road to WrestleMania. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we said last week, the whole show was like, watch next week. And you know what? I would have been real mad if this week's show was, watch next week. But they didn't. They actually did stuff. They, 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 they paid off on stuff. They paid off on a lot of stuff. They said, like, well, Cena's going to be here in a couple of weeks. We're going to have Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. We're going to have all this stuff on this show. You should tune in for this show. And they did make it worth your while to tune in for the show. Yeah, they'd advertised ahead of time it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. Mm-hmm. And then before Raw started, they announced it was Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Mm. Oh, boy. Not even the news that Vince McMahon and his Adams Family mustache backstage <laughs> could deter me away from being excited about Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso. I legitimately, when I heard that news this morning that Vince has a mustache now, <laughs> I, I lost my mind a little bit. I was like... This man hates facial hair. What's happened? He's losing his mind. I didn't even think. Apparently he's dyed his hair as well. What? Yeah, yeah, he's dyed his <gasps> hair. Like, not like green or anything like that, but has dyed it so it's not grey. He's having a midlife crisis at this the age guy, of 70 odd. This guy's he's losing it. He's actually <laughs> losing it. I, I think, I mean, maybe this is a different topic for a different video, but I think potential buyers dropping like flies is probably not having the best... Uh, uh, best reaction to him oh man there was one report that said like there's only two potential buyers now yeah it's saudi arabia and tony khan <laughs> <laughs> it's great lineup crivens that's not oh. great for vince is it but um but either way that's a, that's a different topic for a different day it's not even the news that... i'll buy it I'll, I'll buy WWE. Oh, yeah if we yeah. could get together six billion no, I no, think no, no, no. i'll buy it for like a fiver if he's out of options, you know, oh. and he wants to buy it for, you know, give, I'll chuck him a fiver. I think if it comes down to WWE's being sold for five quid, there mm. might be a few more offers on the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to be the only people clubbing together around the office. Uh, Terry's chipped in 25p. That'll get towards <laughs> the fun. chuck us a quid? Yeah, uh, Andy, chuck us a quid, will you? I'm a bit short. <laughs> Dave Bradshaw stiffed is only giving us 50p. Um... But anyway, not even that news could deter me from... I was so excited to tell Ollie as well. Mm. I was like, Vince is growing a moustache. Can't wait to tell Ollie. Yeah. Uh, I was so excited for this. Oh, show opened with a car arriving. Mm-hmm. The Bloodline B team of Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa get the out B of the Bloodline. Oh, it's very good, Pete. Hey, this is why we have him here, folks. People always ask, why do Pete still on shows? <laughs> Things like this. They do. They do ask that. <laughs> Especially me. I ask that. And they're going to deal with the Kevin and Sammy problems tonight with their mm-hmm. respective matches. And we opened with Kevin Owens versus Solo Sokoa. Yeah. Big, big time matchup this. And they like, it felt, because it's opened the show. Yeah. There was no like 30 minute promo or anything like that. This was just like, no, here's Kevin Owens. He's making his entrance. Ding, ding, ding. Your opening contest. Schedule for one fall. Out comes Solo Sokoa. And I was like, that's a big fight feel mm. to this. Absolutely. I mean, it had DQ written all over it. Because sure did. I didn't think that they were going to have both members of the Bloodline lose on the show. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think Sami Zayn was going to lose. So I was like, this this has got DQ written all over it. Although, like, with this ending in a DQ finish, coupled with the news that Vince was backstage, you're like, uh-oh. Mm. But this was very much, I would say this was the story of Raw. Yeah, not about the in-ring wrestling, which for me I think is a bit that I really don't like. I that's the that was my big criticism I had about Raw this yeah. week. I thought the actual in-ring product was either 
just there mm -hmm. or as ah, I. Yeah, like, and, and the thing is, this was a perfectly well-worked match. But these two would can do so much more. They can, but also they've been telling so many stories through wrestling in the Bloodline story. The, the wrestling matters for a lot of the Bloodline story because you can tell certain things. And it's not just the big story beats, but also people's facial expressions through matches or the way that somebody hesitates before they help their teammate or whatever. Like, There's so many little elements to it that matter in this, whereas... In this match and the main event match, I felt like the wrestling just didn't matter. Didn't matter at all. The Sami Zayn, uh, Jimmy Uso match in particular yeah. felt like, man, the wrestling here just does not matter. It should have just been an angle. That this like had nothing to do with the match at I, all. I kind of agree with you in that way because like that main event had like the first five minutes of it were just ad breaks. Yeah, and actually, when I say that, there was like five minutes worth of actual wrestling, and there were two ad breaks. Like that separated out those five mm -hmm. minutes so you, you kind of weren't able to tell a story through yeah. that and they weren't really telling a story in a lot of the matches but really they were there just to facilitate the post-match yes, angles exactly which i feel like you could have had a better way to get there personally. I, yeah I, I feel like you shouldn't have done these matches and i know there's they they probably should have like they probably should have lined this up because they want to have ko and sammy fighting the bloodline separately to kind of show the symbolism of they're both fighting the bloodline together, but not together for the eventual like team up and stuff. I get that, but I just feel like there's a better way to do it than having these matches where the wrestling doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that. And the crowd were really into Sami Zayn during this. Lots of Sami chants uh, throughout mm. this. And Jimmy jumped in the ring, caused the DQ. Boo! Heels beat down on Kevin Owens. Out comes Sami Zayn with a chair. Beats up Jimmy, beats up uh, Solo. They kind of scarper. And Sammy once again offers the olive branch to Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. And Owens rolls out the ring and walks away. Yep. Did you think this might be the moment? No. no? Absolutely not. I was like, there's no way that KO will just change his mind. That's what I thought as well. Like there yep. was I, I think they're very good at making me believe that it's that it's going to be the moment. Mm -hmm. But at this point in time, I was like, It'd be really weird if he just said yes now because yeah. he saved him from this one beatdown. Yeah, because nothing has changed. Yeah. Like, Sammy's already saved him from a beatdown before. This is just saving him from another beatdown. That's yeah. it. Because we got a backstage segment where Sammy approached KO mm -hmm. and said, look, I'm not asking us to be friends. I don't think that this is magically just going to... It's going to erase everything that's mm -hmm. happened. I'm not looking for that. But we cannot take the bloodline down separately. Mm -hmm. The only way we're going to be able to do this is together. And it was at this moment when Owens was giving his retorts when he was just like, oh, I remember you being in the bloodline. Mm -hmm. I remember what you did to me in war games in this city. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, we're in Boston. I was like, I literally remember what happened. Yeah. And why don't you just go back to Roman Reigns? I'm sure I'll mm -hmm. forgive you. Stroke his ego. He's bound to forgive you and you can just go on your merry way. Yep. Just leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And it was at this moment here and I hadn't really thought about this with Kevin until this point. He had his heart broken. Yes, he did. By Sami Zayn. Yeah. Like his, you know, his best friend mm -hmm. in this whole world really did turn his back on the family that they have had to go and join a family that was that he was never really a part of. And I think that's always been there in the Kevin Owens thing because he's just like, you know, I, I, you can look at it from like, oh, the wrestler turned on me. I don't like the wrestler. But I think with Kevin and Sammy, it was sitting in this scene here. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, no, Kevin's hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why he's not teaming with Sammy now is because you broke my heart. Yeah. 
And he doesn't want to get his heart broken again. Yeah. He doesn't want to put his his love and his trust back into someone that has broken that trust before. Yeah. And I, that, it's wonderful. And that's why he was just like, just go back to the bloodline. Yeah. Because he's the bloodline. Because he know in his in his heart, what he's currently telling himself is like, he'll just turn on me again. Yes. Which is so wonderful because it's, it's Kevin Owens. <laughs> that's what he does. It's Kevin Owens being like, ugh. This guy will just turn on me again. Yeah. Can't trust him. Yeah. I would never do such a thing. <laughs> so I thought this was a, a really great backstage segment. And there was, was awesome. all, also a moment later on in the show where he had another backstage segment. You could see Kevin Owens and Cody having a conversation. And it looked like they were having an argument. Mm. I love those little touches of Triple mm -hmm. H era Raw. So good. Those are the things I really like of Triple H's WWE. Yeah. They're sort of like the real world building type of mm. things. I also just want to point out as well, after that, that really good backstage segment with uh, Sammy and Kayo, the first one, uh, cuts back to the commentary and the commentary goes, well, so there's fractures in the friendship between Sammy and Kayo. It's like... Way to oversimplify it. When it, it looks like. <laughs> oh, I, think, I think fractures are starting to grow. <laughs> Idiots. I had a moment here. Where's my note? <laughs> it was after the the theory Cena. Mm. When, you know, they've just announced that Ke uh, John Cena is going to have a, a WrestleMania match. Yep. And Corey Grace was like, am I dreaming? Is this reality? John Cena's going to have a match at WrestleMania? And it cuts back to Kevin Patrick, who's got nothing to say. So he's just looking at the camera going, doi. <laughs> and I was like, you are awful at your job. Absolutely terrible. I can't believe it either. It looks like John Cena's having a match over us. You are dreadful at your job, Kevin Patrick. See, that wasn't the bit that wound me up about that segment. It was the fact that Cena's just said that no one cares about Austin Theory. And then Corey Graves came back and like, Austin Theory? And John Cena? At WrestleMania? Wow, can't wait. I'm so excited. It's like, that's completely against the segment you just did. I, but that's okay. I cannot wait. And I mean this with all due respect. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for this Kevin Patrick experiment to be over. <laughs> I, I just need someone to watch back a show yeah. and be like, let's give him another week. Yeah. And have a word with him. And just be like, look, we've got one more, one more bite of this apple. Yep. But then I really think we have to reconsider you as lead play-by-play. -play. Yeah. Because... I think he's a fine backstage interviewer. Fine backstage interviewer. He yeah. could do a squat like no one else. Oh, it's great. He's yeah. dead good at making people look dead tall. Uh, sorry. Oh, dear. I cannot take that call at the moment, I'm afraid. Nope. Um, that's a... Uh, it is quite an important call. No. It's that's an, an impor important call. It's an important call. Yeah. But I cannot take it right now. Yeah. I mean, you could. I... I'll fill for time. I'll talk about my thoughts. No, I'll call him after the show. Okay. <laughs> I know what he's asking me as well. Yeah. Um, Benny, who, as, did you see how they did that, Pete? Hmm? There's a little teaser behind the scenes type action there. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who he's speaking to. Yeah. This feels like we're setting up like a like a storyline. <laughs> and we're really not. I, ca I cannot tell you enough how much we're cannot, not doing that. I cannot stress that enough. I know my, my laptop bleeped earlier. It's because Terry's asking me to send her a file, <laughs> which I may have to do during the Ultra Chat. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Enough about Kevin Patrick. Not grand. I'm sure he's a nice fella. Yeah. Dead good at making people look dead tall. The main event, however, mm. was Jimmy Uso versus Sami Zayn. And like you said earlier, I think the wrestling was inconsequential and I, I also think it might have taken away from the eventual like wrestlemania match because now we've seen obviously we've seen them brawl and stuff we've seen them have a match now i'm like mm, kind of wish i would have waited on that interaction a little bit more yeah, but... I, I can certainly see that i had the same thing when they just randomly like you know they spent weeks and weeks having 
uh, KO and Sammy not touch, mm. and then we're just like, nah, they're not going to match. Well, John Cena needs to have a match for the the, yeah. the Christmas Eve episode, so yeah, yeah, they're just gonna have a match now. Yeah, um, and then they had like a couple of matches after that. Mm -hmm. uh, but this main event was really there for the main event angle. Yes, which was which Sammy, was awesome. All of a sudden, from out of nowhere, Jey Uso appears in the crowd. And I really was a lot like you, just being like, a, eh, you know, it's a, it's a shame that this match is not really uh, grabbing me as much as I, I want to. Yeah. The second that Jey Uso showed up, or it was like a, okay, you know, I really leaned forward in my chair mm. to be like, okay, right, well, what, what does this mean then? There's the juice. Because yeah. we'd had a segment earlier in the show with Jimmy and Solo backstage and Paul Heyman saying to Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's got his very, very clear mission. You have to bring Jay back to the bloodline. Mm -hmm. And Heyman told Jimmy, like, do you realize that if you don't, the tribal chief's not going to blame me. He's not going to blame Solo. He's going to blame you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to add too much pressure onto your match tonight with Sami Zayn. Like, you know, you've got to get rid of the Sami problem and you've got to bring back Jay. There's a lot of pressure on Jimmy here mm -hmm. tonight. So Jay shows up and I'm like, oh, okay. So what does this mean then? Jay just walks down and he's there, basically just there to see Sami Zayn pin Jimmy. They just pinned him and that was absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. Sammy rolls out the ring. Jay gets into the ring. And he's looking at his brother in the eyes. He puts his fist like, against his chest. He's grabbing kind of like his top and whatever. Kind of yeah. like just, just yeah. holding on tight. Kind of, you're not quite sure what like, the words to describe what he was doing. Yeah. It was such a visual moment. Again, like commentary just shut up. Which perfect. Perfect. That's the great, yeah. that's the best way to do this. Even if it was like the world's greatest commentary team. Doesn't you, matter. You don't talk during these bits. Yeah. He's sort of grabbing him by the, you know, the, the ruffle of his, his jumper mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And he's just like, oof. And he walks past Jimmy. He rolls out the ring and he stands next to Sami Zayn. And I was genuinely like, edge of my seat. Uh -huh. I don't know what's going to happen next. And then he hugged Sami Zayn. And it was one of those, like, I mean, some people have said to me, you guys really do overham your reactions on live streams or, you know, on worst match ever and things like that. And I'm like, oh, dude, I had these reactions on camera that I had in my kitchen this morning mm -hmm. at like half past six yep. with a bowl of Rice Krispies next to me and, yep. a, and a cup of coffee. Because he hugged Sammy and my head went, my hands went to my head and I probably like, <gasps> yeah, I was like, I did not see it coming. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I was expecting or what I wasn't expecting, but I didn't expect that. Yeah. It was a wonderful moment because the crowd were just begging Jay to hug Sammy. They just wanted them to be friends again. And the moment he did it, the crowd was like, yes, he hugged him. Like the biggest pop for a hug since Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like team hell no or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it was genuine. Like this crowd exploded for this hug yeah. you know chance of ooh see ooh see ooh see and like Jay throws up the ones and Sammy joined in and, and Sammy like was couldn't like believe it for a second like he did he was like oh my god I've got my friend back oh my god guys my friend's here so good which then set up the perfect heartbreak a few seconds later when Sammy was like and Sammy was calling out to Jimmy because he thinks he's got Jay on his side and Sammy calls out to Jimmy who's still in the ring Jimmy's down on one knee in the ring being like oh my god because he's, my brother's gone my brother's gone what does that now what does that mean, mean for, for me, me on Smackdown right? oh god oh god oh god and Sammy calls out to Jimmy he goes it's not too late for you man it's not too late for you 
Super kick from Jay oh. to Sammy. Oh, oh, so good. It's so good. And the crowd, oh, they lost their minds again. They'd gone through such highs and such lows in the space of like 10 seconds. Super kick to Sammy. Sammy's cell of this was perfect as oh. well. He like ragdolled himself into the barricade. Yep. They chucked him in the ring. Out came Solo again, and all of them went ham on Sammy. They ju- they went hammy, where they just they just started beating the crap out of him, and the crowd were just like, "He's not." Jay hasn't only super kicked him; he's now making his mission to kill Sammy. Like he has gone full bloodline now. He is all in on that. They come out and start beating up Sammy some more, but then Cody Rhodes comes out, makes a save, show goes off the air. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. I, I think Cody makes sense. It's it makes Co- sense because it, it's Cody Roman at Mania, and so Cody's got his beef with the Bloodline. And also, their job was to take out Sammy. They yeah. were going to, unless yeah. Cody interfered. I think we might get a six-man tag at some point. You know, wouldn't surprise like me. Cody, Sammy, and KO, or Sammy Cody plus partner mm. going up against, and that's maybe that's when that's you get the Kevin Owens uh, so, side so of things. Like, but then I'm getting, but I, I want to really, I, I want to save that Jimmy, that that Jay Sammy in-ring moment for wrestlemania well you could you could get away with it and not have them interact i mean yeah exactly do the cm punk mjf six-man totally. tag thing like you yeah. could, there are certainly ways to get around it but like that moment when they're both in the ring together i mean mm-hmm. you're right you can structure the match so they never have that that moment yeah. of that interaction which i think would be spectacular yeah but yeah it was cody rose that came down to make the save when like jay set himself up he was in position to do the super kick mm-hmm. it was quite clearly telegraphed and yet i could not believe it that he was going to do it because mm-hmm. he just hugged him yeah and i had the, all these thoughts racing through my mind what does this mean for mania what does this mean for jimmy what does this mean for the bloodline super kick mm-hmm. and i was i was just completely rug yanked from underneath <laughs> yeah. heads back on hand being yeah. like oh no yeah i did and i i loved this so so much this yeah. was a great ending to Raw. This was so good. And the thing I love as well is it never felt like Jay's hug to Sammy was deceptive. Nope. It was it was that a was genuine 100% legit. It was a genuine hug. This was, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. Yeah, that's it is. I'm sorry I love you. Yeah. It's, that's it. At that moment. Because yeah. that's the that's the theory, right? Yeah. And you know, this is this has been sort of very much personal, so I'm not gonna take credit for like this was my thought when someone I read it, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Jay has not done this for Roman Reigns. Jay has not done this because he hates Sami Zayn. Yep. Jay has done this to protect Jimmy. That's what it's always been about. It's what his acknowledging of him, uh, mm-hmm. acknowledging of Roman yep. at Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. saying I quit, was because Roman put Jimmy in the guillotine. Yep. He did it to protect his brother. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of think back to all of the bloodline interactions, when it was Jay, Jimmy, and Sammy, it was, he's my brother. Mm-hmm. You're not brothers with him. You're brothers with me. Yeah. Like, we're what's tight. Like, that's, mm-hmm. we're an actual family unit. He's not one of us. Yeah. And all of this, this entire storyline, and it's been right there, but it's never been the huge focal point kind of until now. It's Jay trying to protect Jimmy. Yeah. And move Jimmy in the right direction, or at least protect him from Roman's wrath, which he has felt firsthand. Mm-hmm. And knowing what was going to happen to Jimmy on SmackDown, if Jay did not go back to the bloodline, meant that Jay has to go back to the bloodline, even though he knows it is not the right thing to do. Yeah. It's it's perfect. When you get to the point of 
Jay wanted to turn on the bloodline. Now, you could see from his facial expressions, like the, the time at, at like Elimination Chamber when Roman was like pushing him and Jay was like almost going to square up to Roman before he got hit with the, the spear from Sammy. Um, like he, he was ready to turn at that point. Obviously still conflicted because it was a difficult thing to do, but he was ready to turn. What's the thing that's going to get him back on side? Jimmy. Jimmy's the ultimate way to get to Jay. That's his weak point. It's every, you know, every uh, superhero has the love interest that the, the supervillain always tries to take advantage of. Oh, I'm going to kidnap Mary Jane over here, you know, to get to Spider-Man. Uh, in this case, I'm going to use Jimmy to get to Jay. It's perfect. It's great. Oh, what a story. So, so good. And it's, I love it so much. It's great. And this is what Raw has been missing. And it's not like WWE has been missing this because we've been getting a lot of this on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And although that makes sense, they are SmackDown stars. Yes. Like they, so yeah, this storyline does belong on SmackDown, but because it is so great and Raw has not got something of equal measure, and really the, the closest thing it has is Cody, but Cody's arguing against video screens mm. because Roman's not on Raw. Yeah. Raw has just felt like it has been missing that angle, that moment. This, we haven't had one of these since like the trial of Sami Zayn, you know, back in January. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just have been missing these moments. And there was a report from Fightful before this episode went out being like, WWE are going out of their way to make this feel like a proper road to WrestleMania episode. Yeah. And a lot of that is because John Cena's on the show. Mm -hmm. And John Cena is someone who's going to draw in viewers. Hopefully those viewers stick around. So you sort of build the show to be like, these are your big stories. Here is Bianca Belair. Here's Logan Paul. Here's Cody Rhodes with John Cena. Like, because you are bringing in an audience that probably haven't been there for the last two weeks. But that really also does expose that the last two weeks of television, like we have said on this podcast, really didn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's all been leading up to this episode. Yeah. And while this episode was good, this felt like, to me, one of the first instances of the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Rather than you know the last two weeks was the beginning or like the rumble was the beginning and it only feels like we're on the road to wrestlemania now which is quite late it feels a lot like and actually you know aew has this problem as well you mm -hmm. remember when uh, survivor series was mm -hmm. end of november and we were yep. like wow they're not going to do a pay-per-view now until the end of january mm -hmm. like what's triple h going to do with two whole months of tv turns out nothing yeah, until not like much. until like two to three weeks before the yeah. rumble and it was like oh crap i need to i need to build a pay-per-view yeah and I feel like we've had a little bit of that since the Rumble. I think the build on Raw has been quite lacking going into the Chamber, and then yeah. pretty much since Chamber, it's just been a we've just been treading water. But this was an episode where it was like, no, no, no. here's we're actually on the road now. Mm -hmm. Here's the actual road to WrestleMania because yeah. we're like three weeks out. Yes, and I it's not it's not my preferred way of doing it. No, me neither. But you know, we are three weeks out from Mania, and I feel three, like is it four? Well, three it's, or four. I think it's yes, yeah, three or four weeks. It's like 30-odd days, maybe. Yeah, something like that. 30 days or something. Yeah. yeah, three, four weeks. So we've still got time to tell some of these stories. Mm. And I, it's made me really excited for SmackDown. Yeah. It's made me really excited for, for Raw next week mm. as well. Um, but yeah, I'm, I thought this was a great angle to finish off what was actually quite a good show. This was pretty good, yeah. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get into your ultra chats on uh, this topic. Thank you all so much. You can join the conversation going to rustalk.com forward slash support. Uh, and also, please do go and click the link that's in the video description down below or the one that's being posted by our moderators to go and check out our brand new channel, Cutscene, uh, and get us to 1,000 subscribers. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be doing a live Q&A there tomorrow to kind of... What time is this Q&A tomorrow? TBD. Okay. Um, well, only because like I said, it was I had a time in mind, mm -hmm. uh, but then Ollie told me, "Oh no, I need to, I know I might need to use the studio." <laughs> so nice, yeah. Uh, James A. Barefoot kicks things off here to say, "Hello, PM. Such a great angle on Raw. I got swerves hard when I watched the clip on the WWE YouTube channel. Love the podcast, main channel, and parts of unknown. You make my days go by faster. Thanks so much. Thank you very much." Charles Berg says, "Adrenaline in my soul. Save Sammy from three Usos." Close enough. That's close enough. Yep. Uh, I love the crack in Jay's voice as he said, "You think I would choose you?" Mm -hmm. I talked about the how actions beget. Sorry. I talk about how actions beget reactions. Sammy's choice put Jimmy in danger. Jay has always tried to protect Jimmy from Reigns. That's actually, we didn't kind of talk about that aspect of it, but that's, you know, we were sort of like, Jay doesn't hate Sammy. No. I, I felt that hug was genuine. Yeah. But I think Charles is also right. Jay 
has been forced to make this decision because of Sammy's actions. Yeah. And and that was the the moment from the rumble when Sammy turned on Reigns and Jay was like, "Why are you do- why are you doing this to me? Why are you making me make this choice right now?" Yeah. And it was always like that to me was always Jay's conflict of like, "I don't want to make this choice. Why are you making me make this choice?" Yeah. Yeah. Bones or Bug 823. Rocky 4 vibes here. Sammy is Apollo Creed. Roman is Drago. And Cody is Rocky. <laughs> Roman needs to beat Cody for him to reestablish his place at the head of the table. But the gates are being stormed by two Canadians and a grandson of a plumber. I'm loving this. Well, I hope we don't get uh, too much of Sammy as Apollo in Rocky 4. <laughs> it, it did not end well for him. <laughs> very badly because if he dies he does jonathan cantrez thought the ending was awesome i was uh, it really sold why jay cared for sammy but he had to sell his soul to roman again to save jimmy mm-hmm. now comes wrestlemania and karma will come along soon and they will lose the titles roman will snap and blame jimmy and jay well, that's the thing i think jay knows that mm-hmm. jay knows that if they lose that those tag titles roman's not gonna go easy on them no like and even if Roman loses his titles, he still will find a way to put the blame onto Jimmy and Jay. Of course well, he will. You lost your titles and that rattled mm-hmm. me. Like that, yeah. that put me in a difficult position. That's exactly it. And I, th- yeah, I mean that, crikey, the Raw after Mania, if we have the bloodline with no belts whatsoever. <sighs> it will look weird. It will look weird. And I still don't know quite where I stand on it either as well. Because I mean, I said on the, you know, last week's show, and I've said it in a couple of things now, like, I, just, I feel like Roman's going to win at Mania. And I, and I think it's like, it, I don't, I really don't think he is. And it's not even yeah. like a, a typical WWE. They definitely would just, I'm not saying it from that aspect. It's just Roman has created this aura now where I'm like, oh no, you're a forever champion. You're never going to lose. Mm. Which I think is actually just a great story for for Cody to go against. Witty Comeback says, What do you think of the theory that Jay told Sammy to go along with the beatdown when he pulled him out for the hug? Could be a double-double cross. Uh, This tweet sold me on that. So it's a clip. So apparently, when Jay hugs Sammy, he brings him close and he says something in Sammy's ear. And if you look at Sammy's reaction to it... I'll see if I can make sure this isn't playing sound... Yeah, I probably should have done that as well before I press play. Yep, that's, that's it. And then we'll see Sammy's reaction to it after he brings him in for a hug. Not now, go away. Okay. Just looking at Sammy's face. Mm-hmm. There's the hug. Brings him in. Jimmy's upset. I don't know. No, for me, that facial reaction from Sammy was more... I did not expect this. Oh my hug. god, he's hugging me. Yes, that's more. Yeah. Than, I think it's almost the same reaction he would have had like the first time that Jay hugged him mm. when in uh, War Games. Yeah, I like it as a theory. I like it as a theory, and if it turns out that that is the case, that's incredible. That is awesome. But I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I also wouldn't want it to be the case. <laughs> I will say that it's a double I, double I, cross. I, I hate the idea of people being in on themselves getting beaten up. I. I, that story never works for me. I also think as well, like the 
there's a clear option here. Mm-hmm. It's Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos. Yes. At WrestleMania That's for it. the tag titles. Yes. Like there's a very easy road for us to go down here. We're on I, it now. I don't think we need to Russo our way into Swervesville, mm-hmm. where we are just doing swerves for the sake of swerves. Yeah. No, I, I think this was a legit choice. Yeah. Um, a couple of more chats here. Jay Toomer has been a member for six months. He says, at some point, Jay versus Roman. Yes. SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm or even it. before then. Like, I, I don't know how long Roman's going to be around post-Mania. That's the report, isn't it? That post-Mania, Roman's going to be like... I mean, Roman's a part-timer now. It's, yeah. it's always worth remembering. He doesn't feel like one because mm. he's such a part of the show because he has a faction. It's not like when Brock was champion and part-timer mm. and he was just never around. Yeah. Roman always feels like a presence on the shows. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Roman's taking some time out, which is why I think... I mean, there's l- likely he'll be at King of the Ring because mm-hmm. it's in a, a Saudi show. Yeah. Um, so maybe you do it there, mm-hmm. but yeah, main event of SummerSlam, maybe. I I'd really like it personally if Roman stuck around for a bit longer post Mania to Backlash, maybe to King of the Ring, whatever. Um, but that's when you 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 cut the Bloodline story done, so you tie up all the loose ends. You have the J versus Roman match. Solo splits off and does his solo thing, mm. and then Roman's gone for like six months plus, maybe till the Rumble next year. Just have him gone for ages and just let that story finish. And then when he comes back, it's something different, you know? Roman comes back with the with a vengeance and he does something else. He's not the head of the table anymore. He's not the tribal chief. He's something else. Yeah. And he's he's he, and, he's a, and he's a baby face. And, and he's a baby he, and, face. And he's gonna be the top yeah. champion. Then he's gonna beat Cody Rhodes, who's yeah. gonna turn yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds great. Uh, and our last one here for now from Griffo Chance, who said, Did you see Cody and Owens talking in the back of the Elias segments? What we were talking about earlier. Mm. What if Kevin sent Cody because he doesn't want to admit that he wants to help Sammy himself? That's not my read of that that mm-hmm. argument. My read on that argument, and obviously I could be very, very wrong. Mm-hmm. This is this was how I read it to be, was that was Cody looking to try and play peacemaker. Mm. That was Cody going up to Kevin and saying like, "This what you're doing is not working." Yeah, like Sammy is Sammy telling Kevin that what you're doing is not working is one thing. Cody's an outsider to this friendship to so yeah. come in and be like, "Look, this what you're doing is wrong." Not wrong, but it's not the right way to go about this. Mm-hmm. And Owens, because he looked quite annoyed, you know, by the conversation, was like angry because he probably knows that's right. But like we were saying earlier, is too hurt to admit that that's the right thing right now. And that's the same kind of thing. Cody is saying like we have to take down the bloodline together. I'm going after Roman. You guys have to team up. You and Sammy have to get together to take out the rest of them. It's the only way this is going to work. Whether it will stick, I don't know. That's uh, exciting. A few more just come in here. Dan Shewell says, Hey guys, new plan. Jay saved Jimmy from Roman. Usos retain at Mania, but Roman loses. Mm. He then becomes jealous of the Usos and starts to test them. Jay finally snaps and says, Sammy was right about you all along, leading to his feud with Roman at SummerSlam. I like that, but the Usos should lose. I think, And I think you can do that exact same storyline with the Usos losing the belts. Yep. Uh, ben Greenwood, this Bloodline storyline has been a magnificent, uh, magnificent. Just before watching Raw this week, I thought that the momentum was slowing down, but this week completely pulled me back. I want this story to end for Jay more than Sammy. He and Jimmy are who I am invested in. I, It's interesting. I want this story to end well for Jay, and I think the story does not end for Jay at Mania. He loses at Mania, and that's his downturn, but then he comes back up when he, you know, when he beats Roman, obviously. Uh, Yorkie Master 53 said this is certified good classic Sammy is the friend trying to get Jay out of the hood Jay is upset that Sammy gave him hope that he could leave that he could leave that life mm.
Right, do you know what? Let's get into the rest of this show, Pete, because as usual, when a Bloodline thing opens the show or closes the show, we've gone 35 minutes. Well, we have a lot to talk about. We certainly do. Uh, so we opened with Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. Question to you before we do move on from that, though. Mm. Who do you think beats Solo? I don't know. There was a report recently that they're purposefully protecting Solo because they want him to be a big single star. Yeah. The plan being Solo versus Roman at some point. Really? No. Huh. I don't know when, but at some point it's going to be Solo versus Man, Roman. Oh, Roman is going to be so invested in that because Roman's going to be going out of his way to make Solo look awesome. And I would love it if you have the whole breakdown of the bloodline, Usos like leave Roman and Roman is completely despondent. He's lost his titles, he's lost the Usos, the Usos have lost their belts, so it's just him and Solo and Paul and he just snaps at Paul and Paul's gone and it's just him and Solo and then he starts bullying Solo and Solo's like, no, Solo does stand no, I'm alright, I've had enough of this now and that's their implosion then they lead to a match. Yeah. I am not saying I want this to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm, and by saying this, I'm not putting it out into the world. Cody beats him in the lead up to Mania. Don't don't do that, Luke. He uh, nope. he he's the Wardlow uh, no. in the MJF feud. No, uh, likely in a cage match. <gasps> Gunther versus Solo Sokoa. I mean, like, that dude, sounds fun. I'm all for the three way at Mania, Gunther mm. and the Banger Bros. But, oh yeah. Um, Man, I want something big for Solo. Yeah. I want Solo to win some belt. At some point. I, it doesn't even have to be at this Mania. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I want Solo to do some. 100%. Uh, we got a recap of Bobby Lashley going to SmackDown and then cutting a backstage promo, which was befitting the quality of this feud. Uh, I didn't see that segment from SmackDown with the whole Uncle Howdy thing. Saw the recap on this show. Uncle Howdy looked like a real numpty, didn't he? There's... Man, they just put pause on this Bray Wyatt Uncle Howdy things. They were like, right, we just need to get through WrestleMania and these bizarre little mini feud we're doing with Bobby Lashley. Then yeah. we'll get then we'll probably get back to lore, I think. <laughs> we'll go back to the feud that started in October last year. And it's still re don't, not really progressed. Nothing has happened. Well, I don't know. Uncle Howdy did jump off a tall thing at um at Royal Rumble. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Nothing's happened. There's a, a great moment in The Simpsons. Uh, someone wrestling, Simpsons wrestling meme shared this earlier. Mm. It really made me laugh. When Crusty the Clown comes out in a Halloween costume and he has the line, tonight I'm going to suck your blood. And But there's a pause between the, the your blood bit. Mm -hmm. So he just comes out and goes, tonight I'm going to suck <laughs> your blood. <laughs> someone just had the freezer and tonight I'm going to suck. Just like Bray Wyatt every week on SmackDown. <laughs> Oh, that's mean, but it's I, funny. I know, but we're all, I think we're all having like a shared collective group session. I'm mm -hmm. just like, maybe this, I think this Bray White thing's not working. Oh, I've, I've been saying that pretty much I, since the return. Yeah. You know, the thing is, okay, here's a little behind the scenes story for you. We didn't do live reactions for Extreme Rules when Bray White returned, but I watched that show live so I could do an immediate reaction video for the main Rustle channel immediately afterwards. Uh, and I was excited to see Bray Wyatt back. I didn't really like the return, though. Did you not? I really didn't. Oh, that's... Okay, so I think the return was awesome. I don't think it was. It was so overlong. It didn't play into any of the rest of the show. Oh, no, not at all. And it was just like, race back, end of the show. It was like, okay. I, also, I disagree, what does the yeah. white rabbit mean? It doesn't mean anything. It was just it was just a thing that they just said. Hey, the white rabbit was carrying cross. <laughs> We've been through this. I just, I don't know. I was caught up in the moment. I was like, yeah, Bray Wyatt. But I already think about it. I was like, 
Did I actually like that return though? No, I don't I, think I, I did. I have not gone back and rewatched it, but in it's my, just in a my load, head, it's just a load of nonsense. In my head, it's still good. It's, it's still good. <laughs> it's still good. And since then, it's like okay, yeah, first, nothing's I, happened. I think the first few weeks of promos were good. I think one or two of his promos were good. Yeah. When he's when he first, when first he, couple of weeks when he became a human and he was talking about like his inner turmoil yeah I'm um, great stuff that. that was great promo work. yelling at the the production guy back exactly great promo stuff loved it and then Uncle Howdy showed up and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uncle Howdy and stuff's and weird this, huh the Alexa stuff and it's not mm. but the bit that really made me laugh in this is it cuts to Byron Saxton and Byron Saxton goes oh strong comments <laughs> strong comments from Lashley. <laughs> Awful! I love it. Carmella gets interviewed, uh, wanting to be added into the Raw Women's Match uh, at WrestleMania, and Chelsea Green walks up, and they kind of agree to be a little partnership. Mm. Carmella says, "Maybe you should accompany me to ringside for uh, my match against Bianca Belair." We got more of my least favorite co- uh, quote from commentary, and they said it twice: "Carmella in complete control here." They said it twice, yeah, because she was in complete control when they came back from the ad break. Yeah, but this was unlike last week's with Asuka, where Carmella was actually in complete control. Bianca Belair was never really in trouble here. Mm. She even got... Carm- <laughs> this really shows you the difference in how WWC Bianca Belair and see Asuka. Mm-hmm. Because Bianca Belair in this match got a visual pin yep. on Carmella. She kicked out of two near falls after two different spots of interference and still won clean. Yes. She was... This is what should have happened with Asuka last week. Mm-hmm. This was my big issue with the Asuka match last week. Because that match was just Carmella dominated for 95% and Asuka got a fluke win. This was... Bianca Belair was like, yeah, you were beating up on me, but I'm not in any form of trouble here. Mm-hmm. My, my health percentage is at 98% from all of your offense that you've done to me. Mm-hmm. KOD, and I've just won very, very decisively. I hate it was fine. But, you know, I hated last week. This is what you should be doing. This is a good thing. Yes. Um, and then afterwards, the heels beat down Bianca Belair. Asuka ran down to make the save like she was Sami Zayn mm-hmm. in the uh, segment just beforehand uh, and missed it. Chelsea Green. I smell a tag team match player. But not for next week because that's Bianca Belair versus Chelsea Green. I would really like it if Asuka and Bianca Belair had a feud at some point. I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> yeah, I they said, had a feud at some point. I said this in my edited review. I'm really waiting on that feud to start. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'd be great once it does well, start. Oh, I mean, do you know what? We're on the road to WrestleMania now. Yeah. If they're going to start it, now's the time. Yeah. You just. <laughs> yeah. Real, real waiting on it though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of WrestleMania feuds. The Miz was in the ring to med- uh, moderate the face-to-face between Logan Paul at WrestleMania. He is 100% going to help Logan Paul win at WrestleMania. I hate that. He's too involved in this not it. to be involved in the match. He's the host of WrestleMania. The host can't get involved, Luke. Yeah, well, yeah. They're I mean, impartial. It, the Rock certainly didn't. Yeah. Really, uh, when yeah, he did no his hosting. Kim Kardashian certainly didn't mm-hmm. when she interfered in the main event. Yeah. Um, look, I, here's, here's the pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Miz helps Logan Paul win. Yep. Logan Paul is then not on TV because he's not actually a weekly character. Mm-hmm. You then do Miz and Seth at Backlash. <laughs> and that leads to Seth and Logan Paul rematch in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Hate it. Because that is a rematch befitting of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I, I just don't like it. I just don't want it. Well, no, because I think this is what... I, I think 
Rollins feuding with Logan Paul mm -hmm. is massively helping Logan. Mm. And in a way, it's really helping Rollins as well. Mm. Rollins doesn't quite feel like as tippity-top as he was, you know, say, three or four months ago. Sure. So, certainly since Cody came back. Mm -hmm. like, but I think having a feud with Miz, it's going to drag oh, yeah. him kicking and screaming into the lower mid-card. And it's not the place for Rollins to be. Yeah. Rollins should be at the tippity-top of this company. Mm -hmm. He's so over. Mm. Boston, we're hugely into Rollins here. And this will be one of the most um, lauded matches at WrestleMania. This is certainly going to be one of the most talked about matches because it's going to get all the mainstream publicity. So that's yeah. good for one aspect of it. But it's downhill once WrestleMania ends. Yeah. If I, if my theory yeah. is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which it might not be. This promo was real good, though. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, this was a promo segment. If you liked seeing three uh, douchebags act like douchebags, then uh, you are going to have a real good time with this segment. Um, yeah. This, this crowd was... Like this crowd was super into Rollins. So into Rollins. But also a very bizarre little crowd as well, because they got really good heat for Logan Paul. Mm. And then Paul tells them to shut up, and they do it more. I've written here, Logan Paul is such a twat. Because mm -hmm. I really do feel like he is. Yep. And then the crowd started chanting for him. I was like, yeah. why? Mm. You were just booing him mm -hmm. not 10 seconds ago. Yeah. I think they like him but like like to boo him well here's the, I, was, thing. I was thinking about logan paul on my mm. my little train ride in after i finished my, my writing my review yeah so i appreciate that this is going to make me sound like an old man yelling at clouds i did not know who logan paul was mm -hmm. until he was in wwe i did he was a name that i have heard of but mm -hmm. i did not know him mm -hmm. i had no idea who he was no idea what he's done don't have a, a scooby-doo what he has done outside of the four walls of wwe sure however i keep getting told He's a hugely popular person. And mm. I've yet to meet anyone in person or in the chat or in ultra mm -hmm. chats that have said, no, I've watched Logan Paul's videos and I think he's really cool. What? No, I've because, heard, not, because our viewers aren't 12. That's is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, that was going to be my question because I've never yeah. encountered anyone who's actually told me, no, I think Logan Paul's really cool. Um, he's not. <laughs> oh, I see. It's because he's a knobhead. Right? I get you, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's really into crypto. Yeah, I, I have heard that he's into NFTs, oh, yeah. which makes him even... I thought he was a bit of a douchebag anyway, but yeah, yeah, if, you're yeah. into, if you're an NFT, bro, I think you are way more of a douchebag than I gave you credit. Yeah, yeah, I, he's you. more of a douchebag than I gave him credit for. Yeah. Um, crypto credits, if you will. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Very good. He, did a, he had a really weird line in here as well, and I, I get what he was going for. He just yep. delivered it wrong. Yes. His point was... I'm on the WrestleMania card in a mm -hmm. high-profiled match after being here for just a year. I've accomplished everything that you have in one year, and it took you 20. Mm -hmm. There is something in there, but what he said was, I've done everything you've done in one year, and it took you 20. And I was like, Did you, have you won multiple world championships in WWE? Um because I don't think have you won a money in the bank briefcase? Because yeah, no. I don't think there's you actually have. lots of things that Seth's done that you haven't actually yeah. yet. Seth has yeah. been a main event of WrestleMania, even though the Miz told us he hasn't. He definitely yeah. has, though. Yeah. Because this is this happens with Logan Paul so often. Yeah. Delivers lines wrong. I, and the thing is, I I feel like if Logan had just said, "I'm as good as you now," and it took me one year, and it took you twenty years to get to this point, that's fine. That's probably what he was meant to say. But you can't say. I've done everything you have because you just haven't. You haven't. It's just wrong. I also feel like, and this is why I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of this segment. And it's not just because of the, the people involved within it. Mm -hmm. it was some of the content, like I thought Paul's content was, was, wasn't quite right. And then Seth Rollins was going down this whole road of like, 
you're not wanted here. We don't yeah. want you in our house. And I'm like, I thought we all agreed that we did like Logan Paul in his house because Logan Paul's an excellent pro wrestler and he's really good at this. He had an exceptional performance with Roman Reigns. He had a really good match with The Miz and that's not that easy to do. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to The Miz, even though people will tell me that I hate him. Yeah. And it's I just like if you'd have done this promo this time last year, I'd understand it. Mm-hmm. But he's been here for a year now and yeah. has been awesome every single time. Yeah. So for us to be like, we don't want you here, Logan Paul. I'm like, no, I think we kind of do though. Yeah. But Ron is calling the scum of the earth. So I was like, well, two out of 10 segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> it, that, and that's the thing. I, I've noticed this quite a lot in a few segments recently. I was like, it was very like, on the nose with a lot of a lot of promo content lately. Yeah, well, we'll get to that theory segment later. <laughs> Ooh, and like, yeah, and there was like the oh, what was it? Was it the Cody and Roman one from SmackDown? There was a line in there. I was like, that feels very real. Like when Cody said, "Me and my friends sold out an indie show with ten thousand people." Yeah, there was, it was part Re- of that. Literal references well. to Wall In. Yeah, it was like everything feels very. And I know, like, we've been asking for promos to feel more real for ages and everything. But there's occasional moments where I'm like, where it kind of just takes me out of it for a second. I was like. What? Didn't expect him to say that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing. I'm undecided. Poor Dolph Ziggler had to try and make a moss look good. He did also, not succeed. Logan Paul knocked out Robbins. Oh, yes, he did. He hit with, the one lucky his, punch. Yeah, the, the, the one punch man. Yeah. Bonk. And Rollins Sullivan was excellent. Really good. Really, knocked really out. good. Uh, yeah, poor old Dolph Ziggler had to try and make a moss look good and failed in doing so. Um, I really liked how this was set up, though. Mm-hmm. So they showed a pre-tape from earlier in the day where Mustafa Ali is acting like Dolph Ziggler's number one fan. And because he is Dolph Ziggler's number one fan and Dolph Ziggler is always taking opportunities from other people, he's gotten him an opportunity to face a mask. Mm. And then Ali was in the crowd with a big sign that says, we love Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, the most character I have seen out of Mustafa Ali in a while now. Ever? Possibly ever. Because the babyface run that they did in the Trips era did not work. Mm-hmm. Um I bless him for trying, but it, it didn't. It did not capture the crowd's imagination. Bless Ali, he tried retribution, but it, you know, it was dead on arrival. I think you might be right. It actually, it's it's not as much from the 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 presidential thing that he was doing, mm-hmm. the, the cancelled character that yeah. he wanted to do, which was yeah, yeah. really really good, really an good. incredible performance. But I really enjoyed this. Mm. Yeah, it's fun. What happened to all the hurt business stuff, though? We'll see. Again, is that just one of those stories we just put on pause? Yeah, just put on pause. Just put on pause until after WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah, what yeah. WrestleMania is, isn't it? It's because I... the, the, the show where we put all of our storylines on pause so we could just do other nonsense yeah. and then we can press play again. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they wanted to do Omos versus Lesnar, funnily enough. I think that might have got changed <laughs> last minute. So then they're like, oh, this isn't really fit with a Hurt Business story. Ah, we'll come back to it later. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, Baron Corbin wants to join the Maximum Male Models. I thought this was quite funny. This was funny, statement. yeah. And uh, they basically, Maxine says, yeah, I'll consider it if you can take out Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the people in this segment were very funny. They were. Uh, I really liked them. Maxine has got the hots for Otis. And then Baron Corbin thought. Otis. Otis, sorry. Uh, and Baron Corbin thought they were talking about him. I was like, that's funny. Marseille and Mansoir, very funny, the way that they deliver their lines. And 
I think Maxine is really finding herself in this role because when she first got brought into I was like, oh, that's a bit wooden. I don't think she quite gets it. Without LA Knight, she's been able to shine here. Exactly. And I think she's really finding this like over the top comedic character. And I think it's really working. Yeah, it's great. great. And actually genuinely made me excited for a Baron Corbin match. So, yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up to oh, me, lads. Well, it would have. And then it said it's Baron Corbin versus Chad Gable. I was like, Shorty G, no, 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 no. I got flashbacks. I was like, I'm not doing this again. Uh, we then got the Bloodline uh, backstage, the Heyman and Jimmy thing we talked about earlier. Finn Balor took on Johnny Gargano. They kind of were pitching this on Twitter to be like a big follow-up to their takeover match. This was not that because this was, again, uh, wrestling that was inconsequential because it was there to set up a... You'll never guess this, Pete. Edge returned. Whoa! And, and you'll never guess what he did. <gasps> he laid out Finn Balor and stood tall. That's so crazy. Yep. He never does that. Crikey. It, do you know what? When I, when I think they're going to zig... They just zig. <laughs> Every time this company really does take me by surprise. See, the thing is, ordinarily... I hate this feud so much. Ordinarily, I'd be like, oh my God, Johnny Gargano got a big win on Raw. That's awesome. I love that. I love Johnny Gargano. I'm glad he's got a big win. At this point, I'm like, give Balor a win. Come on, guys. But it didn't feel like Johnny Gargano won. No, Because exactly. it felt like... As always with this feud, Edge won. In matches he's not even involved with, Edge won. Even in matches that Edge loses, it feels like Edge wins. Uh, so sick of this. And I'm they this is proper diminishing returns, quite figuratively and literally. Yeah. Because Edge just goes off TV for a week, then comes back, and it's meant to be like, oh my god, Edge is back. It's like oh, we've been doing this time after time after time. Yeah. And I'm I'm really over it now. Yeah, I also thought this was weirdly staged in the Edge's music hits. So Ripley and Priest went up the stage to try and cut off Edge. He comes out from behind and costs Balor the match. And then he gets in the ring and then there's this whole thing. And then he's back and forth and he spears Balor. And Ripley and Priest are just on the outside of the ring. It's just like, stood get there. in! Yeah, they just sort of stood there being like, Ooh, Ooh how we, what if, do we do? If only I could yeah. do something about this. Suddenly the force field from the zombies match was back and they couldn't get in anymore. Yeah, this was, this was no good. Yeah. Dexter Loomis was also there. Um, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, well, he's well with Johnny Gargano, isn't he? Um, sure. Christian has and always has been the better of the two. So, I'm not saying that Vince is back in creative. <laughs> I'm not saying that Vince is back. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Vince is having a hand in production. Mm. I'm not saying that Vince is uh, in the writer's room. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that Vince is pitching ideas, although mm -hmm. Brock versus Amos sure does feel like one. Yep. I'm not saying that at all. According to the reports, he was in Gorilla all night, but mm -hmm. it was Triple H making all of the decisions and yep. all the final calls. Yep. However, what happened next was we had a recap of uh, Cody and Roman on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Then Nikki Cross made her entrance. Yep. Then we got a promo for King of the Ring. Yep. Then we got Byron Saxon interviewing Edge. Mm -hmm. Then we got a recap of Piper Niven versus Candice Lurie from Raw last week. Mm -hmm. Then we got a recap of a YouTube clip where uh, Niven attacked... Um, uh, Candice LeRae mm -hmm. uh, and then we got Piper Niven making her entrance for her match with Nikki Cross I'm just saying we haven't had this since like since Vince was here we haven't had these pacing issues gang this this does not happen in the Triple H era of no. Raw hmm. and it's just it's, and I'm not saying I'm not saying this was a Vince call but it just seems incredibly coincidental. This, sure ha this, this happens the first time since Vince has been gone. Happened on the show where Vince was back. I, 
also this match went like a minute and it was not very good also like i've written here oh man you can tell vince is back um <laughs> and the commentary then said well piper never is dealing with unfamiliar phone nikki cross i was like what are you talking what are you about? about what are you saying <laughs> what of all people of, of all two people in the ring to say that in a match the hell are you talking about? I miss that. That's hilarious. And then Niven won quickly. Do you want to know the bit that I loved? What's the bit you loved? Corey Graves at the start of this match. Nikki Cross, <laughs> Nikki Cross was attacking Piper Niven before the bell rang. Piper Niven was just on the apron. She starts like grabbing him, being all crazy and stuff. And commentary was saying, oh, she better watch out there. She's going to get herself disqualified before the bell even rings. That's not how matches work! <laughs> That's how DQs work, mate. You can't get. You can't do that! Um, we had a backstage <laughs> segment uh, where Rick Boogs as I, I had this, a bit of an epiphany in this segment oh yeah so I've been you God, know so much more of this show to go <laughs> I know um, actually not that much only two more segments um, we when Matt Riddle when Randy Orton was out Mm-hmm. And they just sort of replaced Randy Orton with Elias and hope that we didn't notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you're just you're just budget Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. You're a budget RK bro. Yeah. Uh, Matt Riddle's been gone. Yeah. So I feel like they've now just replaced Matt Riddle with Rick Boogs. <laughs> so now it's RK bro with Rick Boogs and Elias. <laughs> they've just like, ah, oh, well, we need to replace him. It's just like yeah. it's the sugar babes of, of <laughs> wrestling storylines. <laughs> And eventually, the original lineup's going to come back. <laughs> but anyway, this led to a comedy segment where um, uh, Boogs accidentally got Elias a match with Bronson Reed for next week. Rick Boogs is really funny. I yeah, wish he, he sure got better is. content. Um, John Cena came out for his oh promo. Oh my god. Genuinely choked up by the reaction that he got. Yeah, that was nice. Really, really nice. Great to see John back. Um, Austin Theory came out before Cena could even say anything mm-hmm. and I bet you he wishes he didn't um, he wants a match with John at Wrestlemania Yeah, and Cena says no mm-hmm. you, go, you go I thought that this was going to lead into something quite special people have been talking about the, the Cena Theory comparisons for ages and they referenced it in this in this segment as well I thought this was going to be a case of Cena being like, no, I don't want to have this match. You haven't earned it. And Theory being like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm, I literally just beat five people in an elimination I'm, chamber. I'm the greatest. What are you talking about? <clears throat> and Cena, I thought, was going to draw on the comparisons. And even he mentioned this part of the promo. And I was like, yes, this is this is what we're doing. When he said, like, you remind me of me. Like, I, I've been where, you, where you've been. I'm your ghost of future. I'm your, I'm your ghost of the future he said it better than i did yeah I, well that's because i was gonna say ghost of future past yeah which <laughs> my X, x-men my x-men mind just kicked <laughs> yeah, in exactly but he said you know I, i'm i'm the ghost of your future i've been where you've been and nobody believes that you're you because you're not you i know that you don't believe all of this right now and i'm like this is great because if this, this leads into like Cena demanding the theory like stops using underhanded tactics and starts just like wrestling and shows what he's truly about, that's a good like character development theory. Him like putting over and being like, you've got all the potential in the world. You're just masking it with all of this nonsense. I've done that myself. I know what you're going through. Just cast it all to one side and, and follow the right path. It's not what this promo was. It really wasn't. No, it wasn't. Because Cena then just buried this poor oh boy my six feet under. God. Not just 
theory, but WWE as well and their presentation of theory and the bad job they've done with theory. Mm -hmm. Because like Cena says no. And he's yeah. like, you are, you're not ready for this. Mm -hmm. like, which is amazing because that's the it's all the things that we've been saying. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't have put him in, they shouldn't have given him money in the bank. It was yeah. not the right time to put money in the bank on him. Two years' time, yes. Mm -hmm. But at that point, he was not ready for that position. When he was doing all the golden egg stuff with Vince, it was like, you are not ready for this position you're being put into. This is too much too fast. And that's kind of what Cena was saying here. And you know, Theory took some, you know, some easy shots being like, oh, you're going bald. You're bald. <laughs> You've got a bald patch. Um, which Cena's done a very good comb over job with. And um and I really like to hear it was like your t-shirt says never give up and your hat says respect but you're showing me no respect mm -hmm. and it really feels like you're giving up on, on yeah. this match and then Cena Jesus Christ says look this is my gift to you mm -hmm. to not have a match with me mm -hmm. at Wrestlemania because I was just going to leave, let you leave in one piece but now I can't and I'm going to have to tell you some, some real truths mm -hmm. I would rather be going bald then have WWE pipe in fake crowd noise to make it sound like people care about me. Hard dog. Like that is, that's John Cena saying, oh, Rock, you've got your promo written in your hand there. Yeah. In your wrist. Yeah. Like really like exposing of mm -hmm. the tactics and, you know, and things like that. This was a character going out on a WWE show admitting that WWE pipe in fake crowd noise for their wrestlers mm. insane i just the whole point of cena's segment was not you have all the potential you're just missing something it was god you're terrible aren't you're you? rubbish you are so bad and nobody cares about you why does anyone care about you you're so rubbish i really did not like this segment I at all i actually did i hated it I actually really like this. I thought Cena's promo, like because again, it felt like very, very real. I thought it was like, it's not the John Cena that we usually get, mm -hmm. which is the John Cena that shows up and goes, what but a do poopy trim and all this sort of stuff. But this was like a very I'm sorry. Much Cena burying someone on the mic is not <laughs> the normal <laughs> Cena we get. That's in a different type though, because <laughs> usually that is just like you're poopy and also <laughs> you are terrible backstage, like that yeah. sort of thing. And I'm going to yeah. beat you because I need to get the rub. But this was more just a, like, this was a, a complete decimation of the Austin Theory character. Yeah. That we have now got three weeks to almost rebuild. And this, maybe this is what Theory needs in order to come out of this. Because I think he's winning at Mania. And John, I hope he does. John, I think he is going to beat John Cena at WrestleMania. And that is going to be part of, like, that's going to make this promo feel even more epic because he proved John wrong, particularly if he wins clean, which I think he should do. I, I mean, there's time between now and Mania. They've got a few weeks. Mm. If they can tell this story of Theory kind of almost accepting what Cena said and being like, all right, yeah, I am kind of hiding behind this mask and everything. Excuse me. Hiding behind this mask and everything. And he starts coming out and is wrestling more babyface. Maybe he goes clean shaven again to show that difference in his, you know, his mentality or whatever. There's something there. You can get there without Cena burying him on the way. There's no need for this at all. Honestly, that line was a real killer. Oh. Like that, yeah, the whole, 
of WWE pipes in crowd noise for you because people do not care about Austin Theory. I, I for me, like, it, you it, are you are a failed experiment. It ripped the veil way too far off. For me. Yeah, maybe, and it, I maybe, and, and it was just yeah, it it didn't it didn't make Theory look good or like a credible challenge. It made Cena go like, no, don't care about you. I mean, even when he said like, you, like you're in a lose lose situation because you either lose to me and you lose everything, mm -hmm. or you beat me and then you got to come out on the Raw after Mania. And I'm not going to be there to get you reactions. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to do that on your own. Yeah, that's a lose lose situation for you to I be should, in. It should be whatever. Like if he beats Cena, then he should be having the whatever. He's literally saying, if you beat me, it doesn't matter. In in some in some respects, yes. Like this is why I don't like. But this but I, but I think as a starting point, like maybe I think we'll you know see where we are in three weeks' time. If let it, it play out. Let it play out. Yeah. If we're at the end of three weeks and John Cena's still cutting these promos, I'm like, yeah. ah, I probably wouldn't have gone in this direction. But like, <laughs> I think it's a starting point. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many shows Cena's on, mm. which is going to be my other yeah. my other problem that we yeah. might have with this feud is 100%. it's another wrestler that's having a feud with a video screen. Yes. Um, we've got a lot on Raw. Um, I I hope that we're going to get more of Cena. Mm. I hope we do. Me too. There's uh, a, there's, I, I also just the last bit that I really hated on this segment was at the very end. Cena was just like, "You're not WrestleMania worthy." You know who is Cody Rhodes? Everyone, stop caring about about that man in the ring. Here's the guy you should be cheering. Cheer this man, not that one. He sucks. Yeah. Care about this guy this instead. Was, I mean, I guess it was a passing and torch thing. It was really weird. I thought it Cody was, was coming out for a promo. Yeah, <laughs> like something. Just Cody came out and he goes, "Here you go, here's a hug," and then that's it. End that's of segment. It. Yeah. Like, Huh? I thought about to get more bad pacing because I've then written like Kevin Patrick is so awful. Can we interview Sami Zayn? Oh, and then I was like, and then Baron Corbin came and I was like, oh, also there is no Cody promo. There is no where did Cody, Cody nothingness? Go? Yeah. Oh, where did Cody go? Yeah, it was just very weird, very weirdly paced, very weirdly timed. I just didn't, I didn't vibe with the segment at all. There was a tweet about this though that really did make me laugh, which is that something had changed in Cena's brain after that Punk feud because he used to call people stupid meanie faces with Wendy's hair. Ever since then, anyone that even looks at him tells them your fake character is stupid and you suck at your job. See you at the pay per view, you dumb bitch. They're right. <laughs> they are right. So it's Cena uh, versus Theory at Mania. Yeah. Um, which shocked. Yeah. Never would have seen it coming. So then we had Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin. Um, this we came back from the ad break, and Kevin Patrick, in another example of him being very bad at his job, mm. but being fed lines to make him sound bad, said, mm -hmm. We are in front of an electric crowd here in Boston. <laughs> yes! This crowd was deathly silent for Baron Gore versus Chad Gable. So good. I loved it. I picked up on that one as you well. Hear it was awesome. Rickets going on. Yeah. Um, they wrestled to silence and then Gable tapped Corbin out. It was a nothing match. It was pretty quick. Corbin dominated. I'd have liked to have seen more maximum male models out there. Yeah. That's what that was the whole point of this was to yeah. have like to further that story. And I don't think we really got that from the segment. And also just if you're gonna push Chad Gable, which is the report, uh, then have him win more decisively. Uh, we then had uh, the final segment we could talk about on this show. Team Beckstream coming out for a promo segment. They are the new women's tag team champions. Mm -hmm. And they talked about how they made history together. And they brought out Trish Stratus. Mm -hmm. And they're about to sort of like have a little chin wag and stuff. But now come Damage Control, who are very annoyed because they lost the belts. And Trish steps up and says, look, I can quite quickly go from I am retired to... I was retired. Mm -hmm. Challenged into a trios match at WrestleMania, which Bailey accepted, much to the chagrin of Io and Dakai. And then the good guys beat up the heels and stood tall. Cool. 
There are apparently, reportedly, twists and turns coming in this story. May I pitch you mine? Mm. Now, I'm going to preface, this is needlessly convoluted. <laughs> My favourite. There's, there's almost too many moving pieces to okay. this, but, right. I, but I like its outcome. Okay. So, trios match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Dakota and Io do not want to be in this match. Yes. But quite categorically, they do not, they have basically showed us in this segment, they do not want to be part of this match. Mm-hmm. They've also been very angry at Bailey accepting matches on their behalf. That's yes. how they've lost the tag team titles. Yes. They leave Bailey. Mm-hmm. And they walk out on Bailey during the match. Mm-hmm. And Bailey's like, no, my friends. And the heels, the baby face getting like, yuck, 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 yuck. Chick kick to Becky, chick kick to Lita. Bailey still wins. Mm-hmm. And you can split it off then into Team Beckstreme versus Bailey and Lita versus Bailey and, Daco- Trish. Bailey and Trish, rather, versus Dakota and EO in a three way feud over the women's tag titles. I don't hate it. And when you say there's twists and turns in the story, you mean there's one twist and it's at Mania. There's two twists. Damage control leave Bailey, it's and not, then that's not a twist. Yeah, well, it's it's a twist in the tail. Sure, I'm not saying it's a swerve. Yeah, I'm saying it's a twist in the tail. Sure, it's what I would do. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But that was Raw um, with the main event that we've already talked about. Mm. I had a fu- I had a fun time with this show, that, and, and I think part of that was though it's the first Raw in ages where I've come over being like, oh wow, that was worth watching. Yeah, this this felt meaningful, even yeah. if the wrestling didn't feel meaningful. The actual story progression did. Mm-hmm. Um even though I didn't quite buy with a couple of the choices, I thought a lot of it was good. And I'm glad that stuff mattered. What would you have scored it? 3.5? Yeah. I want to say. Somewhere around there. I gave it a 4. Yeah, that's valid. I think if you, because you liked the, the senior segment and I did I did, yeah. I think that that's probably that the is, yeah. Us. I would say so, yeah. Um, let us know what you thought. The poll is up now. You can join in. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Let your voice be heard. Um, let's give a shout out to some of our wonderful pledge hammers over on patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk let's have a quick check of the poll shall we Pete? what's going on for wrestle talk extra oh boy yeah is it live uh it's live it's it's been going oh, i think amazing. it actually might now be over oh, and let's really? have a look do do accept those cookies it there has it ended and 40% Ooh. WrestleMania X8 has won the poll. Ooh. So Ollie Davis and I will be reviewing WrestleMania X8 for WrestleTalk Extra. Someone pointed out in one of the comments, about it, I'll shout out their name. Uh, do, 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 do. Where are they? Uh, Chris Smith said, will have done WrestleMania's 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21. Wow. It's a really good run. It's a good run the right there. Yeah. So yeah. So that'll be coming out later on this month. Tomorrow is Rustle Behind the Scenes. Myself, Pete, and Ollie Davis talking mm-hmm. about the behind the scenes going on mm-hmm. in Rustle. And the week after that will be After Dark. Yes. Very excited for that. Very excited. Uh, and also, I bet you can't wait to review your favorite favorite match, Chris Jericho versus Triple H. Not Rock Hogan, oh, crucially. Yeah, that is the main event, isn't it? It's not Rock Hogan. No, no, it's um, it's another boring Triple H main event. Yeah, Triple yeah, H yeah. main event. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 It's got a real slew of those. Oh yeah, yeah. People always point to Hogan for those boring WrestleMania main mm. events, but oh, Trips has got a, he's got his number. 
almost doubled in terms of bad <laughs> WrestleMania main events. Uh, but we've also got our very special $25 and above pledge hammers that get shouted out on this very show, like the venerable Jesse Venable. The cleaner, Kenny Sharp. The British Bulldog, Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. He can last Sean Fur longer than you in the ring. Starbucks, Stephen Costa. Shield Maiden, the Zornese. Will, the MS Warrior Stewart. Andrew Grifford, the Big Red Dog. Andrew Gifford. That's what I said. You said Grifford. Oh, sorry. Andrew Gifford, the big red dog. With Clifford, you see. I see. The Shrockmaster, Austin Shrock. Shawn Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. And finally, for the Hall of Fame class of the 7th of March 2023, Chris Hellfire Brimstone. Thank you all so much for our wonderful pledge hammers on Patreon. Right. Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for Ultra Chats. Get them in. Justin Edelheit kicks us off. Do you guys think that WWE are going to make a four-way at Mania for the Raw Women's Championship? WWE had Bianca face Carmella this week and is facing Chelsea Green next week's made me question. No. Nope. I think it's very much a one-on-one match. Yeah. They're, they're spinning their wheels because they don't know what to do with the views. They were like, well, we'll just have them face other people. Streamlabs loses usernames, right? Mm-hmm. And this, this next one has an opening sentence that really upsets me about that. Oh, dear. Because this is another unknown user, and their first sentence is, I hope my username shows up like it didn't yesterday. <sighs> um, anyway, this person can use, please do let our moderators know. Uh, said Gargano's win being a backdrop to a seven-year feud makes me think Vince does hell have some control. Got no reaction, not appreciated by fans or the company, so it's time we went somewhere else, I think. Well, we'll I think see. that is a bit late now. Yes. He signed a new deal with WWE. 35 Antonio, funniest thing on the whole show was USA censoring Holy S and F Logan. And not F Logan. And not F Logan. Uh, Vince clearly grew with a mustache so people wouldn't recognize him backstage. Seen a teasing retirement on Twitter. Mm. Also, I can't believe Luke is defecting to GIR on Pete's birthday of all days. I didn't say contract tampering, Pete. I don't know why you keep mentioning this. I, I didn't say those words. I, I don't know what you're talking about, Luke. Happy birthday, Pete. It's not my birthday. Kevin said, I saw some people not liking the Cena Theory segment, but I loved it. Theory held his own. I don't think he did that. Uh, But Cena really killed it. Most segments advanced stories on this show, so I was expecting a little bit more about Cody than just a run-in at the end. Also, love Ali's character. I think Theory, the stuff that Theory said was good, but Cena just absolutely destroyed him, and Theory didn't have a comeback other than, (laughs) yeah, well... (laughs) And, like, that was his whole comeback. See you at Mania, then. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Kevin continues, I'm not sure Jay saving Jimmy is the only reason he turned on Sammy. My theory is that Jay was hurt by Sammy turning on Roman, Mm -hmm. but he was too emotional to attack him at the Royal Rumble. But the way he attacked him last night makes me think he always wanted to turn on him. I don't know about that. I'm not sure on that one either. Tails P, Asuka dressed like uh, Majima from uh, Yakuza made me realize that that's what I want her to be. Just let her kill people like she did in NXT. Remember her feud with Emma and Dana when they tried to interfere and she just laid out her opponent while staring them down? That was good stuff. Awesome. Yes. And Triple H booked that. Yeah. Like he's, he's literally got the template in front of him of how to book Asker on the main roster. And it was like, I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Mm-hmm. Koji Moons. To quote AJ Styles in relation to the Vincent creative rumors, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying there's some stuff about it which makes you think it's true. Yeah. That 
is my favorite comment of the day. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. That's really good. Uh, Ben Greenwood. Generally don't understand the Cena segment. I felt bad for Austin in a weird way. It did feel authentic, but it did nothing for him. I feel like his path has been upwards after Elimination Chamber. Austin had nothing for Cena on the mic, and it made him look stupid. I agree. Yeah, in a way. Uh, Marcel Arts, what an awesome show. Cody, Sammy, Seth, Gunther, Drew, Cesaro, Malachi, Black, Brian Danielson, Eddie Kingston, all of them and more have been part of WXW 16 karat gold in the past. And this weekend is at it again. You're missing out and you are missed. Thank you, Marcel. You know, um, one year I might go. Yeah, I know. Well, Ollie's now, uh, I think, you know, he said on the revolution yesterday, uh, he just wants WWE to shut WXW now so we can stop <laughs> these chats coming in. And if if WWE can't do it, I wonder if Ollie will just do it himself. <laughs> just, you know, or he's always looking for new investments. He's just going to buy WXW and just yeah. shut it down. Yeah, that's the best way to use it, I think. Or just to stop Dan and Martial Arts once a year asking if we're going to come to 16 karat yeah. gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Tom great. Solizano has gifted five Memberg ships. You we are do, awesome. Do five claps. Let's do it. Terrible audio. Charles Berg, I need some advice. Why did my last Cody lyric kind of work? I thought it just had to be seven syllables. Saved Sammy for three osos is seven. I'm trying to put together a full version, but the hook would be my father said when I was younger, he got a bicycle. Um, the reason it didn't quite work is because the syllables don't quite fit together. Even though the syllables technically fit, the flow between the words doesn't quite work. That's the one. Adrenaline in, in my, my soul. soul. Like that's that's three syllables right Adrenaline. there. Adrenaline. In my soul, save Sammy from three Usos. It's like it's a three Usos. It, it's a weird. It's it's uh, what's the? There's a grammatical term for it when you have two vowel sounds next to each other. Can't Bad. remember. Yeah, but Wrong. it doesn't quite work. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, here for now, uh, Joseph Ray has been a member for 19 months in a row. Says, "Hey guys, Luke, since you're a cool nerd like me, what's your new thoughts uh, thoughts on the new TMNT movie announcement? I think it looks like it'll be pretty all right." I have not actually watched it yet. <gasps> so, uh, I was recording yesterday with Ollie doing the Revolution review, mm -hmm. and as I finished, the trailer dropped, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Don't watch it." Yeah, I don't want to watch this. I, where I'm at right now, I've got to sort some stuff out of a cutscene. I don't yeah, want to yeah, watch yeah, this yeah, yeah. right now. Yeah, and then it just—I have—I got home yesterday, and my kid uh, struggled to go down to bed, and mm -hmm. then I was recording my podcast from half eight mm -hmm. until midnight. Yeah. And Crikey. yeah, and then I was just like, I, I, I'm again not in the right frame yep. of mind to watch the trailer. And then I was up at six to watch Raw this morning, mm -hmm. and then I've been working nonstop since oh, yeah. I've got into work today. So I just have not found the time to watch it yet. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, I did have an extensive chat about it on my uh, my other Patreon show that I do because mm. the toys were uh, leaked a couple of weeks ago, and I love the Mitchell versus Machines animation style. So I'm so like I love the fact that they've got them involved mm -hmm. i think it is a wicked cast as a tmnt head i'm just like oh man leatherhead mondo gecko they're like you're, you're bringing out all the cool characters like you're gonna like this is gonna be a really really fun like celebration of uh, of tmnt and stuff and mm -hmm. i love any iteration or new take on, on the the turtles so here's a weird comparison that i don't know if it's going to work here is it going to be like how spider-verse was to spider-man that kind of like love letter to that yes franchise i, I feel like it might be like even mm. the logo i mean like my my friend ash were talking about it on our podcast like the logo for it mutant mayhem and i was like this looks like 
a 90s reboot of Turtles mm. after the franchise had been flagging since like the, the death of the 87 series. Yeah. And you know, they're basically being like, what can we do? Uh, we'll call it Mutant Mayhem. And they created this big logo for us. Like, we'll release a whole new set of toys. And we're, we're. And they were yeah. like, and then no one buys the toys. Mm. I, that's kind of the vibe I got from it. It felt like a big 90s reboot of the series. So yeah. I'm, I'm very curious. And what I've heard is that the trailer is genuinely quite good. Mm. I'm really yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, also, the unknown user was Nathan Coley. Thank you, Nathan. A two vowel sound is a diphthong. Yes, it is. Which is a funny word. A diphthong. A diphthong. I'm watching a lot of Great British Menu at the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, they keep talking about like foams and stuff that are called espumas. <laughs> Which is like silly you know, word. You know, the chef there with a courgette espuma. <laughs> Every time I look at my wife and go, spuma is a funny word. Okay, spuma. And then later on, like one of the guests on there said, What is a spuma? And Tom Kerridge just went, Oh, it's the Spanish word for foam. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you cheeky bastards. You've just been doing foams. You've been doing parsnip foams this whole time. Then lying and saying it's an espuma. <laughs> anyway, the poll. Yes. Uh, let's do that. I'm going to end the poll. It is yeah. very favorable this week. We have got do 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 76% saying thumbs up, 21% saying thumbs in the middle, 2% thumbs down. I think that's fair. That is a very very good score for Raw this week. Yeah. But that is all we got time for on this show. Our moderators will be putting out links to our brand new channel that we're going to be launching Cutscene. I'm going to be doing video essays, like 20 half an hour minute essays about video game movies. We're going to be launching that in April and um, we're going to be doing a live Q&A session to tomorrow to kind of talk about the project a little bit more as we try and get our way to a thousand subs as quickly as we can so youtube will like us Uh, and please do click subscribe if you are first time here because tomorrow is the next episode of worst match ever i can't wait it might be the best one yet yeah I, I think so. I think it might be the best one yet. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait for you all to see it. But that's out tomorrow. It did come out yesterday because of the Revolution Review. So tomorrow at 3 p.m. Thank you all so much for watching. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Pete. Jam that jam. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.